right. Well, thanks for tuning in. I have been dealing with a bit of a head cold here and just wanted to record this to say hello. We had some stuff planned and just didn't want to push it out there to you with me sounding bad and feeling bad. So you're going to get a treat. We're going to replay one of our favorite episodes. We roast Sir Isaac Newton a little bit and talk about emotional investing. So here is the Emotional Investing Podcast. Enjoy. Today we're going to talk about the perils or the dangers of emotional investing. And as we've seen the market hit a lot of records recently, some people are excited, some people are scared, and we're going to talk about why you shouldn't be in either of those camps. And I have a few examples here to discuss with you. You know, we don't normally talk about these kinds of things, Matt. We don't talk shop on the podcast. We don't. So this will be a little bit fun, and uh, I'll try not to nerd out on everybody here. But uh, <laughs> Keep, the, keep it, the jargon to a minimum, please. Yeah, for sure. That's our uh, our motto here on the Essential Podcast. We'll tune out all the noise and break this down and keep things essential. So we'll start by talking about where we are. You know, uh, you may be tuning into this at some point in the future, and some of these things have already come to pass. But as we sit now, the market is near or at an all-time high. And what spawned this uh, podcast here is we've been seeing a lot of articles, uh, headlines, talking points uh, that uh, have been filled with maybe some good advice, but a lot of bad advice regarding the markets and and investing in general. And so we want to kind of break that down because if you're led by your emotions when investing, you will more than likely fail. Yeah. And I really think you got to watch what you consume as well as far as what you're reading, what you're listening to. And a quick backstory, Tommy. Gosh, I guess it was two years ago I subscribed to one of those websites that has financial tips. And every day I'd get an email. And for a whole year I watched it. And it was so-and-so's to the bulls and so-and-so stock tickers to the... And it was back and forth Mm -hmm. every single day to the point where it didn't even make sense if you looked at the plot over the course of time. But what happens is you get busy, you look at one single piece of time and they say so-and-so is going and, you know, you you don't want to miss out. You get that FOMO. Yeah, we won't sit here and throw darts at the media all day, but their job is not to make sure you're successful in your financial life. Their job is to keep you listening, to stay tuned past the commercial. A lot of times that involves sensationalizing information and headlines and statistics And a lot of that invokes fear or false uh, hope. So not the best place to get your news from. And as a matter of fact, we've got a great example from this that is hundreds of years old here. Have uh, you heard of uh, Sir Isaac Newton and the South Sea Company, Matt? I have. We're going back to 1720-ish. Is that right? (laughs) Exactly, man. The spring of 1720. You know, Sir Isaac Newton, one of the smartest people in history, uh, definitely the smartest of his day. He invented calculus and conceptualized the three laws of motion. So obviously not a dumb person by any means. Did you ever take calculus, Tommy? I did, and that's when I changed my major to finance. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. I think I think I got a C minus in calculus. It was tough. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. Um, it was it was a challenge, but the algebra just clicked, and you know a lot of finance is algebraic. So I literally changed my major after Cal two. Oh, you got, you got to level major. two. That's impressive. I did. I did. Barely. <laughs> so Newton, uh, maybe a little smarter than us. 
uh, at least in calculus. But where he failed was in he in letting his emotions get the best of him. So the story goes here is that he owned shares in the South Sea Company, which was the hottest stock in England in 1720. And he had a sense that everything was kind of getting out of hand. And he actually is quoted as saying he could calculate the motions of the heavenly bodies, but not the madness of people. And so he dumped his shares and made 100% profit. Just months later, he got swept up in all the exuberance and seeing how the stock was performing and what was going on in the market, he jumped back in at a much higher price and ended up losing everything. So it was equivalent to about $3 million in uh, today's money. Yikes. And <laughs> funny, he uh, actually forbade anyone to say the words South Sea in his presence because it was such a traumatic event. <laughs> um, so obviously very intelligent, but he wasn't a smart investor. And the reason is he let his emotions get the best of him and got swayed by all the things he got caught up in the uh, irrational exuberance, as Warren Buffett puts it. Well, and is, is he now the poster child of the, I think you've probably seen it, the psychology of the market cycle? Yeah, I would say so. If he had invented or known this, he may could have saved himself a lot of grief and, and not lost a ton of money. It's not that he just lost the money, but it's that he had 100% profit and then went back in and then lost it all. So a little bit of greed getting in the way there, I think, too. Well, and, and for anybody listening who doesn't know the psychology of the market cycle, Basically, mm -hmm. what happens is on the way up, you're going through hope, optimism, belief, thrill, and euphoria at the very top. And then mm -hmm. as you start to come down, and assuming a, the person is still invested, they go through complacency, anxiety, denial, panic, capitulation, <laughs> anger, <laughs> and then depression once things level out again. So you go all the way up, you feel great. Then you come all the way down and you get depressed and then it does it all over again. If you blow up mm -hmm. any, any stock chart, it's all going to be, you're going to see all the ups and downs. And that really kind of brings us to, you know, Tommy, the philosophy that, uh, that, that you bring with Barco financial and how you treat these kind of things. You know, that's right. We want our clients to be enlightened to the market and its volatility it's up like an escalator, down like an elevator. You know, you look at any index chart and you'll see that, like you just alluded to. It's it's up, slow, 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 boom, down. Up, slow, 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 boom, down. But when you zoom out and keep the right perspective, you see that there is a, a lot of long-term long -term success. So you don't want to try to time the market and your emotions are what leads you to do that. And that is very, very difficult, if not impossible. So we believe that you have to maintain a philosophy of, Pursuing the long term, you know, retirement is a long term plan. Uh, planning for college, uh, cash flowing your money, designing life, all these things are hinged on long term disciplines. And the market's no different. You have to have a plan, you have to have a philosophy to guide you, and you have to have a process to put all the pieces of the puzzle together because life will unfold, needs will evolve, and you can't let your emotions get the best of you and cause you to derail your your financial journey here well to really quote one of my favorite quotes from gary v you can't win a marathon if all you ever do is run sprints mm -hmm. very true i like that and you know with with timing the market you know here's a, a very sobering stat and i get eyebrows raised every time we talk about this but if you had remained invested in the s p 500 
According to J.P. Morgan study from January 1, 1997 to the end of 2016, you would have averaged 7.68% per year. Here's the kicker, Matt. If you missed just 10 days during that 15-year period, you go from nearly 8% to 4%. Wow. Unbelievable. So 3,777 days and just missing 10 cuts your total average return per year in half. Now, if you miss the 20 best days, you're down to 1.57. And if you miss the 40 best days, you're actually negative at negative 2.4. So there's that's not to say that you shouldn't have an intelligent plan that is dynamic and fluid. And that's part of our planning strategy you know, here and what you should have with your, your financial health to help keep the emotions in check. Uh, but when the emotions get involved and you follow the cycle that you mentioned, you know, you go from euphoria, you're at this highest point of risk. And then the next step is denial. And that starts the cycle on the way down with fear and panic. And so if you can have a plan and stick to that plan, you don't have to make these two critical decisions back to back. And market timing is knowing when to get out and when to get back in. And there's just no way to to know that. Sometimes we'll joke and say, hey, if we knew what the market was going to do, if we if the crystal ball was working, we'd be having this podcast from our private island here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be I'd uh, be on the beach. Well, and and going back to, you know, what you were saying about the if you miss 10 days out of the year, do the reverse of that. If you got the best 10 days out of the year, now you're talking about picking 10 days out of 365 days a year. Now, this mm-hmm. is probably where the calculus would come in handy, but <laughs> picking ten, the 10 perfect days, I would say, is near impossible. Yeah, it is. I mean, it would be pure luck and the emotional resilience that you would have to have to to make that commitment would be off the charts. I mean, yeah. we're talking you know, highly, highly speculative and just a design to fail is, the, is really the point. Yeah, you can you can get lucky once, twice, three times, four times. It's hard to do. Yeah, no doubt. So I like a lot of what you hear from Buffett. He's just kind of the poster child. He's he's been doing this a long time, and you know there are uh, some things to be critical of that to keep the whole perspective. But he says the market is the most efficient mechanism anywhere in the world for transferring wealth from impatient people to patient people. And I love that you've got to have patience. You got to have persistence. You got to have discipline. And you got to have perspective. You know, the declines have been common, but they're temporary. If you have the right perspective, it allows you to remain calm and keep those emotions out, prevail through challenging times. Well, and keeping it essential as well, you know, tuning out all the noise of this is happening, this is happening. You know, what's important is, you know, spending time with the family, doing the recreational things that you Mm want to do because time is the one thing you can't get back. can't reverse time. So mm-hmm. having having that outlook and that focus is going to fill the void of, oh, you know, what's what's going on today? What's the market doing? Because, I mean, it, that's a, that's a short term outlook and it's it's not a winner. Yeah, you're right. So this is a little self-serving here, Matt. I would, would say that the easiest way to help you navigate the emotions and avoid making these bad decisions is to work with a financial professional and help you avoid making the decisions that jeopardize your long term goals. Is those long-term goals largely remain unchanged even when the market is really good or really bad. And slow and steady wins the race. And we're a little unique in that as a consultant, 
we focus on our philosophy, planning, strategy, and process that we mentioned earlier. A lot of people have had an experience where maybe they get sucked into this even with their their uh, their broker, where it's a, a price, product, or performance conversation. You know, how is this performing, or what does this cost, or what's the newest and latest greatest stock tip? And if you're care- not careful, you'll end up like Sir Isaac Newton. That's right. Well, why don't you keep it essential, Tommy, and wrap it up? Yep, for sure. I'll give you a few takeaways here. You know, look beyond the headlines, tune out the noise. Don't forget history. You know, market declines are part of the economic cycle. Everything's great. Things are up. It's not going to stay that way. But don't despair. History has proven that what goes up must go down and what goes down must go up. So maintain committed to your strategy. And if we can help in any way, of course, give us a call. As always, we'd be happy to chat. Otherwise, we look forward to chatting with you on the next podcast. And until then, keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music here. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the Essential Podcast. Just have a quick disclosure for you here. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. And advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc., 